Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Millennial Learns. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode. We are back with a state episode. We're on uh, state number 43. So if you're new here, we are going over all the states, like the history, the climate, geography, all the fun stuff to do in that state. And we're doing it in the order that they join the union. So we are on state number 43, which is Idaho. Very interesting state, good history, you know, solid state. And I've actually always wanted to visit Idaho. One of my friends <laughs> has a lot of family in Idaho and she brought me back a potato <laughs> kind of as a joke uh, one time. And But you know, Idaho is known as the land of the potatoes. And so we are going to take a little trip to Idaho today. So thank you all for tuning in and let's get right into it. Okay, so before we talk about the actual state historical timeline, as usual, we're going to talk about all the just the basic facts of the state. So the capital of Idaho is Boise. It became a state on July 3rd, 1890. And I always go over like why a state is named what it's named. And this one is interesting because it says when officials first suggested Idaho's name, some people thought it came from a Native American word meaning gem of the mountains. However, it turns out that the word Idaho was actually just made up. There's really no basis for the word Idaho, apparently. They just thought it sounded good and suggested that as the name. Totally made up word. So that is very unique to Idaho. Um, Okay, state motto is Esto Perpetua, from the Latin meaning be eternal. Now, okay, the nickname is the Gem State. It says the nickname the Gem State might have grown out of the myth of the state's name. So because they thought that Idaho meant Gem of the Mountains, they then nicknamed it the Gem State. It says, but it also may refer to the precious metals and gems mined in the mountain of the state, including the Star Garnet, which is the state gem. So it would be funny if that was based solely on the name Idaho, which they thought meant gem of the mountains. (laughs) Like that would be good if it carried on to so many different official state things. Um, The population of Idaho is about 1.7 million, making it the 44th most densely populated. So pretty darn spread out. The large majority of Idaho is pretty rural. Okay. Geography wise, let's talk about what it's around. So Idaho is bordered by Canada in the north, Montana and Wyoming in the east, Utah and Nevada in the south, and Oregon and Washington in the west. So it's up like right in that northwest area, but not on the coast. Um, Idaho can be divided into three major geographical regions. So the first one is the Rocky Mountain region. It rises across the north and center of the state, which includes Bora Peak. That is Idaho's highest point, It sits at 12,662 feet high. That is um, also known as the Panhandle. So that's like the narrow northernmost part of the state. Uh, This region also has deep river cut canyons and glacial trenches. That includes Hell's Canyon, the deepest gorge in North America. And that is even deeper than the Grand Canyon. So both the highest peak and the lowest 
uh, valley are both in that same region. Then you have the Columbia Plateau, which spreads across the southern part of the state. Uh, it says that volcanic eruptions uh, made this interior this area almost entirely flat with just a few mountains, and they think those volcanic eruptions happened between 15,000 and 2,000 years ago. Then we have the Basin and Range Province, which lies southeast. It's in southeast Idaho. It has valleys and grassy plateaus. It also contains part of the Bear River Basin and some high ridges. So that's geographically what we're looking at with Idaho. Kind of diverse, but a lot of flatlands and then, you know, some interesting geography in there. Climate, it seems like you would want to like winter if you move to Idaho. Uh, 47 inches of snow on average in a year. The national average is 28 inches. They get 18 inches of rain. The national average is 38, so less than average rain. There are 197 sunny days on average in a year, whereas the national average is 205. I feel like now that I have lived in Colorado for so long, I'm so spoiled with sunny days because we have like almost 300, I think. And really on cloudy days, if there's multiple consecutive cloudy days, it really does affect my mood, I feel like. So now if I think of any state I have to move or I would want to move to, I kind of have to take sunny days into account because I just think I'd be way less happy if I moved somewhere with not many sunny days. So less than average seems tough. Uh, the winter low is 17 degrees. The summer high is about 85 degrees, making the comfort index, when you put all those factors together, a 6.7. Now, remember the average, they like average it to 7.0. So in theory, Idaho is slightly less comfortable than the average U.S. state. Um, the perk, though, it only gets to about 44% humidity. So if you're not a humid person and you like winter, this could be the state for you, honestly. All right, now let's talk about the actual historical timeline. I found this great, pretty concise timeline. It's from id.uscourts.gov, and it just says Idaho history timeline. And so we're just going to go through this. I'll maybe omit some things that aren't important, but we will talk through it here. So... Um, let's see, 1300 to 260 years ago, it says Indian culture with horses for transportation, pottery, and bows and arrows. So Native Americans were living here. In 1803, the U.S. purchased the Louisiana Territory. And in 1805, Meriwether Lewis and William Clark enter Idaho at Lemhi Pass. So this is like in every state in this region, they all point out the fact that the Idaho or the Louisiana Purchase was, you know, purchased in 1803, and then Lewis and Clark hit a lot of these states. But it wasn't until 1805 that they actually entered what is now Idaho. In 1809, Coley Spell House Fur Trading Post was built by the Canadian fur traders near Lake Pend Doriel. So the fur trade is starting to get up and running in the area. There was the first American-owned fur post west of the Rocky Mountains, which was called Fort Henry, and that was established near St. Anthony, Idaho in 1810. Uh, there's more fur trading happening in 1811. The Pacific Fur Company parties um, under Wilson Price Hunt explored the future Oregon Trail 
in Idaho. So part of the Oregon Trail goes through Idaho, and that was explored in 1811. All right, the southern border of Idaho was established in 1819 on the 42nd parallel because of the Adams-Onis Treaty. It was between Spain and the U.S., and that is what established the southern border. 1833, Captain B.L.E. Bonville explored the Snake River and Salmon River regions. And then uh, in 1834, oh, my baby is crying. So I'll be back. Okay, I'm back. It's a few hours later, but he is back down for a nap. So let's get right back into it. Um, In 1843, the first Oregon Trail wagons crossed into Idaho. So, you know, that took, took a little bit about from exploring the trail to actually having the wagons uh, cross it. 1849, more than 20,000 Gold Rush emigrants passed through the south, passed through southeastern Idaho on the California Trail. Um, there was also a military post called Cantonment Loring, which is an interesting name. Uh, it was also established in 1849. Okay, Washington Territory was created in 1853. Now, at this, at this time, Idaho was included in the Washington Territory. The Salmon River Mission uh, was established by Mormon missionaries in 1855. This was an interesting tidbit that I didn't know until like high school, where one of my friends, her whole family on like one side of her family is all Mormon, and they're from Idaho. And so I didn't know there was such a huge Mormon community in Idaho, but that is a big part of their history and current, current, I don't know, like, it's not geographical breakdown, but like the breakdown of people and religions and stuff, there is a, there are certain pockets at least of heavily, heavily Mormon communities, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, from 1860 to 1863, there were major mining strikes in Clearwater River, Salmon River, and Boise Basin regions. Um, and then in 1863, Idaho becomes its own territory and a city called Lewiston is its capital. So this is kind of similar with a lot of states where it's like part of another territory and different states break off. And then eventually it's the territory that will will become its name. So like Idaho territory, and then it'll become a state um, after. But the Idaho territory capital moved to Boise after a heated political dispute in 1864. And the first 23 attorneys were admitted to practice law in the Idaho's district courts. Telegraph service reaches Idaho in 1866. The Snake Indian War was from 1866 to 1868, which maybe we'll have to go over in a different podcast episode, do like a little offshoot mini episode about the Snake Indian War. I have this running list of like offshoot topics that have come up during this, you know, these state podcasts, because sometimes we just don't have enough time to like go into every little battle or skirmish or things, but there's very interesting stories in there. So maybe we will do an episode on Snake Indian War. Uh, Idaho's first labor union was formed in 1867, the Owehee Miners League. At this point, the population as of 1870 is about 17,804 people. I say about, but that's very precise. It was 17,804. 
Uh, the railroad service reaches Idaho at Franklin in 1874. Um, the Nez Perce and Bannock Indian Wars were from 1877 to 1878. Again, maybe we'll just do an offshoot of Idaho Wars because that's uh, another one. Let's see. Idaho's first electric light at Philadelphia Smelter near Ketchum is installed in 1882. So electricity is getting to Idaho, 1882. The commercial telephone service in Idaho begins in 1883, so a lot of technological advancements in this time period. Uh, let's see. Silver was discovered in Coeur d'Alene Mining District in 1888. And let's see. There's, sorry, there's some that I'm just not thinking are that important to convey. 1889, the Constitutional Convention convened on July 4th, and the Constitution was ratified by voters on November 5th. Uh, University of Idaho was also established in this same time period in 1889. 1890 is when Idaho becomes the 43rd state, like we mentioned, and... Um, they talk about the first justices of the Supreme Court. I'm not going to go over their names because I'm probably not going to remember them uh, later. So maybe that's not the most pertinent information. But the first Supreme Court uh, justices are appointed. Okay, labor-related violence in Coeur d'Alene Mining District breaks out in 1892. Then the uh, Depression, there's an economic depression of 1893. And then the Cary Act of 1894 opened millions of acres of federal land in Idaho to irrigation and settlement. We've seen a lot of these kind of treaties and acts passed in other state histories where, you know, they'll get land, I think usually from the Native Americans, they'll like sign a treaty, the Native Americans will release the land, and then they'll open it up to the white settlers to go settle it, and you can basically have land for free if you can settle and farm it and stuff like that. Uh, the first woman was admitted to practice law in Idaho. Her name was Helen M. Young. And in 1896, Idaho was, uh, gave the, sorry, Idaho gave women the right to vote and it was the fourth state in the U.S. to do so. So pretty progressive of them there. 1899, there was mine worker unrest in northern Idaho, and this resulted in Bunker Hill Company, in the Bunker Hill Company mine dynamited. So troops actually had to be sent in to kind of suppress the violence because it got really rowdy. Again, that was 1899. Again, with a lot of states, this is the time period where unions are forming and there's you know, workers' rights being negotiated and fought for and things like that. So this seems to line up with a lot of the other states that we have gone over. Okay, or sorry, 1902, there was a Reclamation Act that was passed. It used federal funds to build dams, reservoirs, and canals in Idaho. Uh, the former governor named Frank Studenberg was assassinated in 1905, which is... Uh, Interesting that he was the former governor. It wasn't it an acting governor, but kind of, kind of weird, honestly. Uh, 1907, William E. Bora was elected to the Senate. Okay, that's not that important. 
Um, oh, here, the trial for the man who killed the former governor, uh, it becomes what is known as the trial of the century in Idaho. His, the guy who killed him was named William D. Big Bill Haywood, and he was tried for assassinating the former governor. Idaho's first college of law is established at the University of Idaho in 1909. Let's see. The state board of education is established in 1912. The first Jewish governor uh, of Idaho was elected in 1914. His name was Moses Alexander. It said Moses Alexander elected first Jewish governor in the U.S. Idaho's U.S. senators elected by popular vote rather than by state legislature for the first time. So that was a big shift. The legislature wouldn't uh, choose the senators. It was by popular vote of the citizens. There was a first all-female jury selected in an Idaho district in 1916, which seems very weird to me. I I get not having like an all-men, all-male jury. I would think that having an all-female jury is equally as bad. Like I think the point of the jury is to get as many you know, different perspectives as possible and have like a smattering of the population of the surrounding areas. So having an all-female, unless the town was all-female, but I highly doubt it. That seems quite odd to me. Uh, Battleship Idaho was launched in 1917 as the U.S. enters World War I, and the Idaho's Workmen's Compensation Act is passed in that same year. Uh, let's see. Okay. 1920. This is pretty interesting. Philo Farnsworth, a 15 year old student from Rigby, Idaho, developed concepts that led to the invention of the television. Again, 1920. So that's kind of cool. TV kind of came out of Idaho. The first radio station went on air in 1922 at Boise High School. Small claims court is established in 23. Uh, let's see. First commercial airmail service in the U.S. began in Boise, so that's pretty impressive, in 1926. Uh, Wall Street crashes in 1929, slash, you know, going into 1930. And Adeline Champers, in that same year, 1929, was the first woman to argue and win a case before the Idaho Supreme Court. So, pretty cool. Uh, 1935, Idaho repeals statewide prohibition. So that did not last for, well, it lasted for kind of a long time. So that was repealed in 1935. Uh, let's see. The world's first ski chairlift opened at Sun Valley, Idaho. There's a lot of like technological, technological advancements or a lot more firsts in Idaho than I had thought. Joe Albertson opened his first supermarket in Boise. So Albertson's comes out of Idaho. All right, 1941, the U.S. enters World War II, and J.R. Simplot began potato dehydration operations in Caldwell, Idaho. Um, 1942, when... World War II, you know, we're in the thick of World War II. Japanese Americans were placed in internment camp, in an internment camp near Eden, Idaho. That is quite a dark part of U.S. history is the internment camps. But one of them was in Idaho. Uh, 
The National Reactor Testing Station was established in 1949. And in 1951, the world's first use of nuclear fission to produce electricity took place in Idaho. Again, tons of technological advancements here. TV came to Idaho in 1953. Uh, let's see. The seven, sorry, I'm trying to read the 1900 stuff. It's a lot of, again, this tends to happen with these timelines. Like, big fire takes out this city. Big, you know... It's just kind of mundane or natural disasters that are kind of depressing, not like historical milestones, I would say. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that, but some things I just feel like aren't that important here. Okay. Um, Sorry. Idaho's first U.S. bankruptcy judge was Merlin S. Young. Like, that seems random to include. Uh, at this point in 1980, Idaho's population was about 944,000. So if you remember back in like the early or mid 1800s, it was like 17,000 people. So even though Idaho is not dense at all, there was a time when almost zero people were living in Idaho. So very, very interesting. The, the growth there, this one is like an earthquake. Uh, two Idaho teachers were among the finalists in NASA's teacher in space program in 1985. Let's see. Uh, the first woman, Linda Koppel Trout was the first woman appointed to the Idaho Supreme court. Then there was the first female U S attorney for Idaho in 1993 named Betty H. Richardson. Idaho was ranked third in nationwide Sorry, Idaho's ranked third nationwide in population growth in 1994. So there's a big boom in 1994. 33,000 more residents were uh, included in Idaho's population. The 1,000th the woman was admitted to the Idaho State Bar in 2001. First female judge was in 2008. And that is pretty much it for the Idaho timeline. Again, I don't know what happens with, like, from 1950 on, most of these timelines only include, like, earthquakes that killed people, uh, tornadoes, things collapsing, gruesome murders that happened. Like, nothing landmark-ish. And maybe that's just because not a lot's happening in the States. Like, you know, we got women's rights. We got, you know, we got equality. There's not going to be, like... Oh, we abolished this. We abolished prohibition. You know, that's a major event. But those things have happened, really. So I guess it makes sense that it's like a little bit less eventful. But it just is depressing the end of every timeline. Be like, okay, now we're going to get into every minute tornado that killed anyone. So I don't know. Interesting stuff. Okay, let's get into famous people from Idaho. And. There's not a ton that I recognize, to be quite honest with you. The first one I'm finding here is Lana Turner. She was an actress in the 1940s. Uh, Aaron Paul, who is in Breaking Bad, which I've never seen. Sacagawea was from Idaho. Ezra Pound, who is an American poet, is from there. Taysom Hill, who's a football player. Tara Westover, who... It says it's a memoirist. 
Corey Wilson, professional wrestler, Brock Osweiler. Oh, he, I think, played for the Broncos at one point. He's from Idaho. Uh, let me see if I actually recognize any of these other ones. Uh, Lillian Disney, who's the wife of Walt Disney, is from Idaho. And that's all I'm going to leave you with because Jake Plummer, he's a football player. He also played for the Broncos, I believe. So, yeah, lots of people from like the 40s, but not a ton that I recognize, to be honest. It says Sarah Palin is, is from Idaho. So that's a fun fact for you. Okay, state symbols. Let's get into state symbols. I like them because it just says a lot about kind of the personality of the state, you know? So let's get into it. Okay, state amphibian of Idaho is the Idaho giant salamander. It pretty much exclusively lives in Idaho, which makes it a lot of sense why they chose that. The state bird is the mountain bluebird. It was adopted in 1931 and... Very popular in Idaho. The state dance is the square dance that was adopted in 18, sorry, 1989. Let's see. Um, there was like a book that set, contained 918 dances. As the pioneers moved westward, many of the dances were lost or forgotten, but many were preserved. So, yep, square dance is their state dance. The state fish is the cutthroat trout designated in 1990. Uh, the state flower is the, I don't know how to say this, syringa. It was designated in 1931. The species name is Louisi, which, which honors Meriwether Lewis of Lewis and Clark. Lewis wrote of the plant in his journal, and it's a branching shrub growing 3 to 10 feet tall with clusters of white, fragrant flowers. Native Americans used its branches for bows, arrows, and cradles. Uh, there is a very specific Hagerman horse fossil that was designated in 1988 as the state fossil. I'm going to kind of skim over that one because it's just so not interesting to me, honestly. Uh, state fruit is the huckleberry. So I think if you go to Idaho, you'll probably see a lot of huckleberry jam and stuff like that. But plants grow very slowly and it takes up to 15 years to reach full maturity of a huckleberry bush. State gem is the Idaho star garnet. Um, the gem, this is part of the, you know, idea, like, you know, this all ties back with the nickname of the gem state and gem of the mountains and all that, but they chose a state gem. So uh, the state horse is the Appaloosa. It was chosen in... 1975 says during the Nez Perce War of 1877, horses helped the non-treaty Nez Perce under the guidance of Chief Joseph elude the U.S. cavalry for several months. The state insect is the monarch butterfly. The state raptor is the peregrine falcon, which is very scary looking. The state tree is the western white pine. State vegetable is potatoes. And that's like, you know, Idaho has a unique environment, it says, for growing potatoes. They grow tons of potatoes, and so, of course, they need to honor the potato in some way in their state symbols, and so they chose a state vegetable, which not every state has, obviously, but they wanted to honor the potato, so they do have a state vegetable, and it is 
the potato. So very good. And then the last thing we'll go over is the best things to do in Idaho. So I found this uh, website called handluggageonly.co.uk and it's the 11 best things to do in Idaho. So let's just go through this list. Number one is Yellowstone National Park. This one's kind of a given uh, because, you know, the majority of it, well, I guess it's not a given. The majority of it, of Yellowstone is in Wyoming, but there's, it says there's still a few epic spots to visit when exploring the east of Idaho and well worth a visit to the state. So there is the Bachelor Ranger Station area uh, that you can enter into Yellowstone that is part of Idaho. And it doesn't go into a ton of details about how, like what to do in the Idaho section, but it is, it seems very pretty. Cave Falls Trail, they say, is gorgeous. So uh, Craters of the Moon is the second thing to do on the list. It's a national monument. One of the best things to do in Idaho if you want to explore the epic diversity of the state. The Craters of the Moon is like a massive ocean of ancient lava flows and huge cinder cones. They look like you're on another planet. Uh, Shoshone Falls is number three. Really pretty like waterfalls. And I should post the picture on my Instagram because it is just beautiful. Hell's Canyon is number four. It is a 16-kilometer canyon, which is the country's deepest river gorge carved out by the Snake River which I think we talked about in the geography section. Minidoka National Historic Site. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, But that is where the Japanese immigrants were imprisoned during World World War II. So that's like a more somber thing, but people go to reflect on the history and all that. The old Idaho State Penitentiary is on this list, the Idaho State Museum, the Hagerman Fossil Beds, which looks really pretty. Again, more waterfalls, Sawtooth Mountain and Lakes. Lots of amazing nature in Idaho is what I'm learning from this list because then there's a city of rocks. Again, very full of nature, very cool landscapes. And then Rexburg, it says, around 80 kilometers from the fringes of Yellowstone, Rexburg is a relatively small city to visit on your trip to Idaho. Uh, after arriving, be sure to see Rexburg Temple. So this is like a big Mormon temple. Um, it gave a lunch spot, big Judds. And honestly, that one doesn't sound like the best thing, but maybe this person was from uh, Rexburg and they just were a little bit biased because really the only thing it seems like standout-ish is this huge, really pretty temple. But anyway... So those are the attractions that you can do and go see in Idaho. And really, I'm learning that I want to go take a nature trip. Like, I want to go to Yellowstone and see just all of the beauty of nature and just really be in a nature trip. And maybe that includes part of Idaho because there are a lot of cool rock formations and land, you know, lots of diverse geography and scene, like scenic views in Idaho. So anyway, if you are from Idaho, let me know if if that list missed any of the fun things that you have to do or that you would recommend. Uh, Let me know. I will leave the comment box open on the episode on Spotify so you can reply back and I will get that. Um, Maybe I'll do a little edit at the end. I can add a little thing to include any of the, the attractions that people have said that I missed. So 
that is all for this week's episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I appreciate you listening. And I haven't asked for a while, but if you're listening and you're a new subscriber, because we have quite a few new people, make sure to rate the podcast on wherever you're listening and leave me a review because I'd love to hear what you think and it would encourage more people to listen. So if you're learning something, I would appreciate a review. So that is all for this week's episode. Thank you all so much and I will see you next week for another episode. Bye everyone.